Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Plotlines. I'm your host, Connor. And uh, before we get to our episode today, please like, share, comment, and subscribe if you like what we're doing here. Uh, today, I have Jake. He's been on uh, the Avoiding Babylon channel a bunch of times for the, uh, for the trivia show. And he was on last week for my first live stream, uh, which was, if, if it hadn't got off the ground, it would have been a train wreck. But luckily, it did eventually get off the ground. <laughs> the third try was the charm. Um, but yeah, welcome, Jake. Thank you, sir. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. Interested and uh, excited to nerd out here with you and rile up some people. You can't always, you know just enjoy yourself all the time you know yeah well we're we're talking about sort of the decline of the marvel cinematic universe today and uh also since jake was on the sort of the the live stream there was a you know a lot more guests on the live stream so i'm very excited to talk more just uh you know uh a one-on-one yeah conversation with you uh because it can get chaotic with a bunch of different guests and it's a lot of fun in that way, but it also could be a, a handful. But, um, but yeah, so uh, we were discussing before the show, just sort of what, what mo- movies we've seen, what TV shows we've seen. Uh, so some of them we haven't seen, I, not necessarily. Um, some of them I speaking for myself, I didn't watch some of them because I thought they looked like trash. Or I just never got around to it. And one of the things I think about phase, was it, four, I think. I think it's phase four. Is just that it um, only certain ones did okay. And that just made me not interested in the ones that I didn't even have any interest in based on the like who the superhero was. Like they introduced superheroes that I just didn't care about. Is that yeah. some, similar to how you went about it? I mean, kind of, I felt like when I, when I really went through all of them, it was, um, I had a decent amount of time off for paternity. So when the second boy was born, I was just sitting around trying to stay awake, trying to do something, but I had to rock all this stuff, you know, just parenting things. And so I ended up like wasting a lot of time saying i want to do i want to do the marathon let's do it (laughs) so i mean when was that was the child was born in 2020 um and i think i think the lockdowns coronavirus all that other garbage stuff kind of changed a lot for me as far as what i do with my time you know i've done a lot of reading here recently, which is very good. Confessions, but like back right? then, yes, got through confessions. I'm working through currently right now, if it shows up, the uh, Antichrist by St. Robert Bellarmine. Uh, right. Translation yep, by, by Ryan Grant. Yeah. A, ge- so, a guest of the show. <laughs> yep. But it was just like, so I went, it, it wasn't that, you know, looking through the list, you know, I wasn't hyped about black widow honestly (laughs) um the rest of them kind of like oh this is yeah sure this i can get kind of bad behind all these guys because i did do a little bit of comic book reading as a child back in the day so it was very 
it was always kind of there. And I really did like the Avengers, you know, growing up, um, you know, Earth's Mightiest Heroes. And it was always better than DC. DC was just sad. So Marvel's universe was kind of where I spent my time with it. Do you but mean you sad, can... like emotionally sad or embarrassing regarding like quality? As far as the the comics go, I did not mind them. DC movies are just they're not they're not good. There's been so many Batmans and yeah. Uh, the, what about the newest the, one? What about the animation? The animated series? Did you ever watch the animated series? I uh, the only thing I did with the animated series I think was um like Saturday morning cartoons. I would sneak up because my my parents would not allow anything that had any sort of violence in it whatsoever. So I had to wake up before <laughs> they did just to watch like and I'm serious like like Sonic the Hedgehog kind mm -hmm. of you know that stuff was too much so i had to wake up early just to watch like a little bit of sonic i would have been a dead man if they would ever saw like power rangers or anything but i never got into that but i don't know so you know batman dc stuff like that every once in a while i'd be able to slide one of those in there but it was just very very rare so the only kind of interaction i really had with dc was is the movies that have come out and you know justice league i can't do it's it's hard for me to get into just just as a guy as a married guy getting into the woman superheroes now is just really weird to me i can't do it personally i'm yeah. like you know black widow i think it was more of just like it's on the list we're gonna do it but the <laughs> whole time i'm like this is just i could i couldn't get into it at all it was just weird and you mm -hmm. have the over you know as, as you probably well know as we all know as well the over centralization that has happened since you know iron man was even released within 2008 up to now how it was but even then i mean if you think about it way back when iron man was out who was iron man he was a playboy guy and they <laughs> played that up in the movies I just don't think I was paying attention to it back then. But now looking back, I'm like, oh, gosh, this is PG-13. This <laughs> isn't PG-13. And I've been through the whole thing. Same with uh, we shoved my wife and I just watched the. Um, uh, I caught up because you told, asked me to do this show. So a couple <laughs> nights ago, we watched Dr. Strange, um, Dr. Strange, the Multiverse okay. of Madness. And that one, I mean, there was so much potential. Yep. But between like. You know, the language they keep on putting in language and the violence has gotten to such a degree now that I'm like that, you know, when I, I don't want to do many spoilers, but there's a fight scene. Would spoil? What's, what, Am what? I allowed to do spoilers here? Yeah, Is that okay? I mean, we're talking about the decline. Uh, I assume people have watched these movies. I mean, OK, especially Doctor Strange came out and, you know, is on DVD and stuff. So okay. we, can, we can spoil that. And. I don't and Thor: Love and Thunder. I know you didn't see it, so I haven't I, seen it. Have you seen it? Yeah. Do you mind if I spoil that, or do you? Wanna, you can spoil uh, it. I okay. may or may not in, get into it. It's know? just I a heaping pile of garbage. Of course uh, it is. So so was Strange. But, I didn't. It was it worse than Strange or no? Okay, I think the Strange plot was just stupid or poorly done. But I think Love and Thunder 
was literally just a map like it was a tonal um combination that made no sense the uh, love and thunder is literally just a comedy drama and it doesn't make any sense in context and when they are supposed to use drama they undercut it right away and it's like in ragnarok i thought it did it okay where even when odin died you still uh you still had a little bit of uh time to like mourn or whatever like they wanted you to mourn that but but there was literally no opportunity for that in this one and it just doesn't make sense christian bale's a very serious villain in this but it doesn't mix with the tone of the movie he's just so serious but it's just when has christian bale not been serious but it's just like doesn't make any sense. Who is this why is, is Christian Bale the villain of this movie? Oh uh, man. Like, like though oddly enough, there are some decent father moments in this in that movie. But okay. it's uh but it's more on the villain side than it is on the uh hero, hero yeah. side. Which Interesting. is kind of funny. But like it's not like it's it's not like saying fatherhood is bad either. So it's like the when the villain makes a good father decision or whatever in it it is seen as a good thing in that part and it's usually when he's being not a villain i guess sort of word from our affiliate bishop sheen rosaries you've probably worn through the chain of your cheap plastic rosary other rosaries simply can't stand up to the wear and tear of everyday life bishop sheen rosaries are made of solid metal beads and paracord to withstand any condition and are backed with a lifetime warranty upgrade your rosary to a Bishop Sheen rosary made to fit your lifestyle or buy one for a friend. Each rosary sold supplies two weeks of food for a school kid in Uganda. You use the exclusive link down below to help support our efforts here at Plotlines. The link will take you to sheenrosaries.com. Be sure to use the code PLOTLINES10. But right. he's, still, he's still the villain of the movie. It's just so weird going like. I don't know if you've heard of sort of that um that run of Thor that's sort of female Thor or whatever or uh, well it was half female Thor and then half not female Thor it was uh, I, I think so can't remember the uh, author of it but it's not actually bad I think it's really uncreative that they make Jane Foster Thor or whatever I think it's just uncreative that you make a female character then be the same take the name of the superhero who's just that's his name his name is thor because he was named thor it's not like a it's not like a nickname or anything it's his little right. name but i think that just is more about selling books they wouldn't be able to sell books by naming jane foster something else also like i saw andrew clavin say this and i thought it was really accurate it doesn't make sense for a, a female to be a superhero unless she has powers. And I think having a super hammer that can do all these different things that gives you the power of Thor or whatever makes some sense in the context of, okay, it's altering the makeup of a woman. In some ways, it's making well a woman more manly in the sense of power, but just in, but like, you know, lose without losing femininity because you know you, it's not like changing the personality; it's just changing abilities. At All least right. that makes sense to me. 
you know, because you could say, you could say even in the context of sort of, um, sort of mystics, you know, in the in you know in Catholicism, miracles have been done by women. Like w there are female saints who have uh, br uh, brought about miracles. Uh, you know, with um, you know, God has done that through them. You know, that's one thing that you can see, but it's because they received help. You know, the impressive thing about a man is just his general strength, his natural strength. Yep. So, anyways, but uh, Doctor Strange, back to Doctor Strange, because we were talking about that originally. Yeah. I, I, I would say it's a chaotic plot where Doctor Strange is just turned into an idiot. Yeah, I would put it that way. I there's and there's a lot more I think and I I could have easily read into it a lot just because of you know when you start getting into I just it, there was something more to Doctor Strange than I felt with other Marvel movies. One and for a couple of reasons personally I feel like when you started bringing in the Darkhold and the witchcraft mm -hmm. and um you know what did they call it uh sleepwalking whatever yeah, it like was walking uh, into somebody else's walking, brain like you've possessed somebody yeah um and then uh when they're like hey you know make sure you keep me here just in case the souls of the damned come after me and they're going to be upset because I'm doing something that I shouldn't be doing which, really bad. Which doesn't make sense because why are the souls of the damned upset with somebody doing bad things? Also <laughs> true. That doesn't make any sense. If or it could make hurt. sense in the fact of even amidst natural bounds, the souls of the damned still have to play with, are still within the realm of reality and the fact that sure. they know somebody is doing something that is completely and utterly unnatural, which is, you know... I still think they would be okay with it. Possessing a dead body. Oh, well, yeah. Very well could be. But it could they, the it's more like maybe it was jealousy. They were like... well, It, it would make sense if it was demons instead of de uh, souls or like just like... I mean, maybe, maybe that's kind of more what but they... But that's what it is, really. But, that's what they are. Oh, but like a like a soul, a damned soul wouldn't be able to really do that. The souls it, of the damned versus demon. Yeah, okay. It would be more of a demon that would be able to do that, and uh, you could make me think about it as the demon was just jealous because that's what they want to do. That's They're like, true. you know, I, you could play it up in a sense of jealousy more than anything else. That's but true. You'd think an angel would be more upset. Right. Yep. There was just yeah that. Um... The couple for the for the lady, like why did that have to be in there? Doesn't have to be oh, in yeah. there. Um, that's for the message, as the critical drinker does. Geez. Like I, it's just completely unnecessary. It was also just illogical, but also, yeah. but I, but it was in a similar context of the lady showing up to this other world and being like, 
Oh, you don't know, like you don't have to pay for anything in this world. Oh know? yeah, they really pushed it farther. But but oh, then, your world. But, but then you actually had to. Yep. But like exactly. That wasn't even the logic of the, that world. I thought that was actually quite funny. I thought that was like a big slap in the face to that argument. It's like, no, literally, you're yep, the yep. one who's insane. Yes. Though, yep. I thought, though I felt Doctor Strange was really mean to that, mean to uh, Bruce Campbell, scared, uh, cameo. Oh yeah, and he had to do three weeks, three yeah, weeks just punched in a face like that, just because he said, "Hey, you need to pay for that." Yeah, that was so stupid. What? Like Doctor Strange is, he, he even says he's doing something bad. Like when he talked about like the uh, the uh, the souls of the damned coming after him, it's because he knows he's doing a bad thing. Correct. And you can't do a bad thing, to, yeah. to for um for good con like you can't to you to get good consequences. You can't do bad things, and it actually yep. does come back to haunt him in the end. Yes. He you know he is possessed by Correct. the end of the uh movie basically yep yep so and you're just, right about the whole plot line just being just terrible he just like played himself he played himself but the whole him playing himself was bad and then wanda taking on everybody killing everybody just to be with these fake children she created in another universe but and then somehow when she finally they, seem, they somehow they make it sound like I've heard this argument that the director of Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness, Madness didn't know what was going to happen during uh the um during WandaVision. Ah. Uh, Does that make sense? Okay. That he he may not know, he may not have known what the plot of WandaVision was. Hmm. Just that these different characters were in play in WandaVision. Interesting. Because I I've okay. heard this. I didn't finish Wandavision, but I've heard that it basically and you can tell us because you have watched it. Does it seem disconjointed from where Wanda be- ends in Wandavision to where she begins in the Doctor Strange movie? Like, uh, is she- I f- it I would say that because it's been a bit since I've seen Wandavision, so I'd have to go to reveal it. But I feel like at the end of WandaVision, she she had kind of made peace with everything. Like, we're good here. I really messed up here. I took over an entire town's mind and forced them into this. And then I beat the other witch that I created because I have too much power. Um, I'm just going to go just avoid the world now, which I thought was what she was doing. But then Strange showed up and she's in this orchard, which... She it was destroyed. just a facade that she destroyed to look but, like hell and be like, I'm actually coming after. I need my children back. And we're like, no, that's not how you left. I don't. I'm almost positive. That's not how she left it. Which is hilarious because Vision was the one that I thought she loved. And that was her big gripe. But she actually mm-hmm. ended up not really caring about Vision because all she yeah, wanted and in the children. She, and she recreated Vision. Mm-hmm. And then Vision... And then we in WandaVision they created another vision to go after the vision. And the vision was just, you know, this figment of Wanda's imagination. Yeah. <laughs> and then he ended up like telling the vision that came over to come after him, like, actually, no, you have choices and 
you can choose what to do and you're going to be a good person or thing, whatever it is. I can't remember what happened after those guys duked it out because Vision ends up, you know, dying again because he's already dead. <laughs> That's funny. But yeah, I just, I feel like she left WandaVision almost not completely at peace, but like going to go figure it all out. Like by herself now, I'm not going to, you know, take over a town and make it a sitcom anymore. Vision's gone. These children that she was just pregnant with one day and the next day she had them. And then the next day they were teenagers, you know, she made them up and she's moving on. And then we get into multiverse of madness and it's like, I am going to do everything I can to get my children back in vision. You took everything from me. I don't even know who you are. It's like, <laughs> but like, it's the, this, you know, it's the fact that they don't know what they're doing with right. their right hand versus their left hand. Right. Like they just don't know. I think the director didn't know what was going on. And yeah. I pro and probably they still don't care what happens in TV shows. Yep. I think so too. Uh they also have you seen Agents of Shield? I have. Okay, so that's what you know you know where the dark hold was from. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes. So yeah. I that was a weird thing for me. I was like, okay, I've seen Agents of Shield. Why is the Dark Hole there? Where did it, where was it? Where did it end up at the end of like that? Agents of Shield. Agents of Shield. I have no idea where that ended up because I have no recollection of that. Yeah, man, it's been a bit since I've. It was a while. Was that was like, a long. That was a few years ago. I feel. And I I didn't finish the last or last like two seasons or whatever because I thought it was. I may not getting have. stupid. Right. Always, always a shame, which these movies as well, it just keeps on. I feel like, you know, you go, you go back into the, it was kind of fun superhero stuff like that, but as time progresses and as the society completely declines, so too that is reflected within film mm -hmm. and you know, the amount of times, you know, language, the more, f-bombs just being thrown and stuff even with pg-13 you know yeah well pg-13 the rule i believe is you get one f-bomb one that now is, that yeah that is the rule well get i that think... there's blasphemy all that stuff oh yeah i mean that's getting worse the thing i wanted the thing that disappointed me actually most about dr strange was just how they ruined how like they destroyed all these characters that they brought in from an alternate reality and then just kind of throw them away. Like Mr. Fantastic. I thought it was actually cool to see uh Jim from the office play uh Mr. Fantastic and see Professor X and stuff like that. I thought that was interesting if they had done anything with the characters. Yep. I agree. You like need to do something with them. They like killing them all just for like um just for like giggles, basically, that was kind of the that's what it felt like it was just ridiculous. Yeah. And the way they went to how they killed them, that's where Ugh. that's when I, it went from a PG-13 to an R at that point at that when the first guy, when she muffled him. Yeah. Oh, the, and the, he the went. So I thought that was the most creative death that they come up with. The other ones were stupid. But, right. It was creative, but at the same time, like, 
But you wouldn't that... have known that made sense unless you knew who Black Bolt was. Correct. Which doesn't make sense because nobody knew who Black Bolt was. Yep. How do you yep. do this? Like, why? I... Why? It was that was who brings that went characters? to a next level of graphic to me at that oh, point. Yeah. Seeing him go like that, I was like, Whoa. "That was weird." I and stopped. Then... I looked at my wife. I'm like, "Did they seriously just do that in a PG-13?" Who? I'm sorry, I made you watch that. <laughs> no, you're good. It's uh... a vetting process at this point. <laughs> it was just, it's just a wild uh, right? Also. They, you know, just having female Captain America and uh, basically black Captain Marvel. I thought there was the same actress that played in the um, Marvel movie. In Captain Marvel? Yeah, in Captain Marvel, it was it was co-pilot. Her friend, yeah. Right? Which I, I thought swear, it was the same person. Looking back on Captain Marvel, I almost think they were trying to do Top Gun. But with women, and I just realized how stupid that is. But, but yeah. Top Gun is probably the best movie as of late that has come out, other than I think, uh, just in film in general, except for maybe the Spider Man movie. I've uh, let's actually talk about a bright point. Did you like Spider Man? Uh, uh, what was it? Far, um, Far from Home. Is it far? no, not far from home? There, there was Spider Man. What was the last one? Homecoming. No, that was the first one. Spider Man: Far From Home. So, no Way Home. No Way Home. Yeah. No Did way you home. like that movie? I enjoyed No Way Home. There was a lot going on. Seeing Tobey Maguire in his old Tobey Maguire, still terrible actor state was fantastic for me (laughs) i think i know it's sad but seeing toby back on screen as spider-man as this old dude who has not changed in any way shape or form since he did the spider-man movies was just great for me (laughs) that's funny yeah and then i i thought it was an entertaining movie i didn't think it had much heart i don't think any movie really has much heart these days right Uh, and that's just because you need morality to have heart. And since the movies generally don't have morality, they can't have heart. And it was the only good Marvel movie that they've made recently because it wasn't made by Marvel. Mm-hmm. It was made by Sony, mm-hmm. who actually wants to make money. Yes. Marvel has stopped wanting to make money. That's the, that's the secret ill of uh marvel movies recently i yeah i would say i would say that because there was a point i think with you had all the spider-mans together and you like you were talking about even with the uh thor of um thor ragnarok were you able to or even ragnarok were you able to kind of grieve there yeah um so two when Aunt May dies in No Way Home and then the other Spider-Mans are all just like, bro, we've already been through this. And like the thing for me, I was, when they were talking about it, I was able to see the other deaths from all the other movies mm-hmm. all <laughs> at the same time there. And I was like, whoa, 
That was a lot. That was a lot, guys. That was good. All right. Yeah. That was good. You got me on that one. I wasn't yeah. ready for that. No, it was just very, it had a lot more heart. A, because they had a lot of movies to pull from, which is kind of interesting. Uh, but they also, they they gave their, they gave their main, main, main character heart. And even though some of the logic didn't make sense, I think the whole thing about sending, fixing the supervillains and sending them back, I thought was ridiculous because they were just going to be sent back to the time they died. I mean, I guess that's saving their soul, but it's not saving. I, and I and like that, I guess, is the only uh, admirable part of it is right, like right. It, it, it for for them, since they don't have any real spiritual understanding of what saving a soul means, which the thing is, if the problem is something you can fix, like with science, it's not them making the choice. So their souls aren't actually in danger anyways yeah like yeah. The, the only one who might have been actually in danger soul wise might have been um electro mm -hmm. because he, his mind didn't really change he was just a jerk he just became yeah. a jerk because he was lonely right and then he had power and then he became a jerk but yeah. i don't think he ever had a mental change because at the end of the movie even when he changed when he was his poop powers were like, um, were fixed when he lost his superpowers. He didn't really like. It's not like he became a different person. He right. Just, he just realized, oh, now I don't have power over you, so I guess I have to be good. <laughs> yeah. Which is mm -hmm. stupid. It's like you didn't change, dude. You didn't like. You just. You just. Just. It's like if you have Napoleon, you know, without an army, and guns yeah. around him. I think he's going to comply. Like, Very true. That's the same thing. Yep. Like, it's not different. But, like, with, um, like, with, uh, with Doc Ock, he was mentally, like, being controlled by the arms. Yeah. Uh, with Green Goblin, he was psychotic. Right. Um, Sandman didn't really seem to have any problems, did he? Yeah. He was just, he, he was back and forth. Which also didn't make sense. He just kind of goes, yeah. He just kind of goes with the flow and stuff. I think my my biggest thing with um, No Way Home was the fact that Strange just decided to cast a spell without like telling Spider Man. Like, no, there was no implications whatsoever. He was just like, I want to do this. He goes, Sounds good. Let's do the spell. He goes, Wait, everybody's gonna. Well, what about Miss? What about my Aunt May? What about? My best friend. What, what about, about my girlfriend? I'll say he's like, oh, throw it all in there. And it's like, what are you doing, Strange? Why would he just became an I idiot? Mean, yes, which set him up for the multiverse for, of madness because being he an just, idiot they again. just, yeah, he was just an idiot. This is what happens with like a uh, mentor, older male characters in the Marvel universe. They have to become idiots, otherwise, there's no use of anybody else. At least right. that's that's the writer's perspective, I think, because the writers are really bad at writing. If they were good at writing, they would be able to use those things to the to an advantage of storytelling in which, OK, maybe Doctor Strange is captured and then uh, Peter has to make all these stupid decisions. Like right, the whole right. point would be somebody else 
they can't be the catalyst of stupid by making stupid decisions if they're already very smart and have learned not to make stupid decisions. Right. Like, okay. So I would say the, the, the downfall, and I was looking at different scenes. I was, I didn't watch the whole of this movie recently. I mean, I watched it when it came out end game. I think end game was the beginning of the end, literally of the quality of the Marvel cinematic universe. Infinity War was probably the peak of sort of quality, and Endgame was sort of the beginning of the um, the downfall. Because they they um, they decided that okay, Thor just failed. Okay, now he's going to be fat. Like that was his that was their instincts regarding Thor. They were like, okay, we that have to make, me off so much. We, we have to make him fat because he's obviously going to become gluttonous after he. Uh, after he fails, even though his mother had just wait, no, that was an end game. His mother did give him a pep talk then, even though he had just learned to be a king. That that was his whole arc between the three movies from the first to the to Ragnarok was how to be a king. And even at the end of Endgame, uh, even at the end of Endgame, he gives up his crown. And then he has to go right back to square one and figure out where he is. He has to try and figure out what he is still in Love and Thunder. And the only thing he comes to... Are you serious? Yeah. The only thing he comes to is, I love Jane. And um, I guess I'm going to be a father because uh, Christian Bale dies and I have to raise his kid. Uh, What? Which... Also, he gives a bunch of children the power of Thor to save the day as an deus ex machina. Which, if he had that ability to do that previously, why did he never do that during Endgame or Infinity War? He just looks like an ass. Yep. And even even with Endgame... You know, getting Thanos in the chest, I mean... You mean Infinity War? Sorry, yes, Infinity War. Like, you... You, you, uh, you should have gone for the head. Yeah, but I mean, like, every... Uh, he would have! Yeah, He's this crazy warrior! <laughs> he would have either gone for the head, or we would have chopped off his arm. Yeah, like, why didn't he What is this whole, like, oh, I'll just get him in the chest, and like, I told you, you would die for that. He goes, you should have gone... It's Thanos, man. You know better than this. Now you're advocating for a greater violence. Ah. But I will say, as far as, I guess, you were talking about No Way Home for favorites. I think that Thor Ragnarok had to be one of the most, it was just, it was just funny to me. Through and through the, like the comedy in it was good. There wasn't a lot of like sensuality that you see in the other movies, you know, and the the swearing was light, I guess. It wasn't like yeah, crazy. I, um I think the reason for that is because or not not just necessarily the um the language but all the other things. I think it's because right. it was a buddy comedy. Yeah. yeah. And you gotta go to it. And the comedy, buddy comedy. was be- the t- comedy was between a really like intellectual p- professor, basically Bruce Banner, 
and a sort of a um warrior and that was yeah, sort of yeah. like and like a noble warrior thor is not like just some barbarian right he's supposed to be a prince he's the god of thunder lowercase yeah, and seeing <laughs> and seeing him actually like he just can. touch some of that pure raw power oh, finally yeah. after watching the thors since you know what the first one came out what 2011 Where 2017 now power? we've seen it yep and then he you know yeah like having his power <sighs> taken away by uh, odin and then eventually for him to sort of embrace his his power yeah, as well as his leadership of the Asgardians is just it, it's it's a good story and it's a good ending, but you can't have good endings in Marvel movies these days. And I don't even think you need a good ending in the sense of the character needs to be done. It just needs to be. You can't you can't send the character back into despair every single time. Mostly because that's not what human how humans work. I, I know he's not a human, but that's not how humans work. Humans don't just go like they don't fall literally back into the same problem and not understand how to get back. They yep. once you learn a lesson, you may fall into the same frustrations or emotions or something. But to fall into the exact same situation is just bizarre. Mm hmm. Especially in movies, because no one wants to see that. No one wants to see somebody fall into the exact same situation they just were in, because it's boring. Correct. It's like, I've seen this movie. You just told me the story. Yes. Yep. Can you, can you imagine a bedtime story like that? Like, just telling a kid, like, this story. Same thing over and over again. Yeah, it's like, I think that would get boring. We're going get... to do the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, but we're only going to do the last battle part at the end of the book. And we're just going to do that on repeat. That, okay. They don't even, they right. don't even talk about the last battle part. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's like a paragraph long. Yeah. It's like a paragraph long. <laughs> we're just going to read. And everybody got together and they fought and Aslan came off and bit off the witch's head. And everyone was like, Dude! Whoa! and that was that. That was it. But the movie had to really draw that scene out. Like, I really think, had to draw that out. I think the movie of The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe did it pretty well, though. I do. I will agree with that. I think it was a. I think they lean. They didn't lean as much as they did in the second one on Lord of the Rings. Mm, okay. They yep. leaned way too much on Lord of the Rings in the second one, which really takes away from the whole thing. Maybe we'll have to do a. Right movie look at uh yeah we could the, do the narnia lord movies. of the rings narnia yeah, yeah we yeah i mind. don't i'm not going to be going through i will say i am not going to be watching amazon drink of power though i, I refuse <laughs> to watch that i'm not going to do it you're a good man i admire you i think i might have to only to, for the sake of trashing it you're gonna have to do like a so here, here's here's a new rule and philosophy that I have to do for myself personally now before I go into movies because of um, I just I hate going into a movie if I know there's going to be anything really sexual in it. If there's going to be sex in it, then I'm like, I'm done. I don't need to see that. Uh, so I do a, a parent's guide prior mm -hmm. to watching a movie and I go straight to, you know, violence score, stuff like that. 
I feel I as sad as it is, I'm desensitized to it. Uh, but the sensual stuff, if there's something in, you know, parents guide, there's this one sex scene. I'm like, all right, I don't need to see this. Then I'm good. Oh. I'll go, I'll go uh, waste my time watching something else. The, but uh, uh, I have heard with the Rings of Power, there is some nudity in it because it's Amazon. And of course, those who have read the Silmarillion know that all the nudity. The well, Beleriand but... is just full of just nude elves running around. <laughs> as soon as somebody said that to me, they're like, yeah, there's going to be, it's going to be like a, um, oh, what's that one with the dragons? Uh, the winter is coming. Oh, uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah, never watched it, but they're like, they're they're trying to be kind of like a Game of Thrones slash Cimmerillion type thing. And I'm like, this, you're... That doesn't make any sense. I don't want to. Nope, I, I'm out. I'm I not do, doing it. I don't. I've heard conflicting things about that. I actually. Yeah. I I've heard that they're trying actually to go through for the largest audience possible, so they're not doing that. But Interesting. I, but I could be wrong. They well, actually, they could just be lying and talking out of two sides of their mouth because they do that a lot. You know, they were also saying they've also been saying that it's not going to be political, but all they talk about is the political aspects of the it political aspect of it oh, so, man. it's not political but all we're going to do is advertise the politics yep. but yep. anyways yep. let marvel marvel, marvel 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 right right it's degraded it's gotten worse so ragnarok's your favorite even though it's not it's that's phase three you got to pick a phase four what's your favorite phase four movie ah uh, phase four i was going to say by the way the worst of them all is age of ultron I think Age of Ultron was really? the absolute worst. Yep. Okay. The the whole making Ultron kind of anti-theistic, not just, you know, uh, yeah, I mean, like, that's that. He could have been worse, I guess, but there were just the things that he was saying and just completely ripping God down. Like, just the words coming out of his mouth. I'm like, I don't like that at all. I don't. He was the villain. I know that. I understand. Are you sure you know that? Yeah, he's the villain, but still the fact that it's out there and you know, as well as I do, you have the nerds out there that really cling on to the good things and you have the nerds out there that really cling on to the bad things. So some weirdo nerd out there is going to be clinging like, I love Ultron and he really hates God, so I'm going to hate God. And I'm like, see, I have issues with that. Which is interesting because he's supposed to be the he's supposed to be the bad parts of Tony Stark in that movie. He's supposed mm-hmm. to be the personifications of uh, Tony's uh, weaknesses or uh, yeah. failures. So you could argue that his work it's showing that his worst parts is that he thinks of himself as higher than God. Which then, Tony then, probably did. And then he has to kill that part of him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I'm just saying movie. I didn't I like it. it. Gave I me don't bad think it vibes. Was a great movie either, but I think it was more because it was a hodgepodge of just like too much. That is true. Like that's yeah. the my who main brings thing. in Quicksilver and then kills him right away. Yeah, Why would you do that to a speedster right line. away? It's the same logic of bringing in uh, Mr. Fantastic and then turning him to jelly. Oh, gosh. Yes. 
What? <laughs> that one, that one got me. It was like, oh, cool. We're finally going to have a speedster within the Marvel Universe. And this guy's actually pretty decent. You know, I like, uh, obviously, as you can see from my background, I'm a, I am like, if there is anything with DC, the Flash and, is my homeboy. Yeah, you were complaining okay? about DC, but then uh, you, you get Yeah, that's your... the thing. You know, DC, yeah, but the Flash, I just, I've always liked fast things. As a child, I liked, I wanted to be as fast as I possibly could. And that was it. The Flash, um... Who is that the kid's name in The Incredibles? Flash? No. Farst. What is his name? What is Whatever that kid's name is in The Incredibles movie. I like, growing up and see that, I'm like, ah, is it Flash? No. Flash. No, it's a... Robert Parr. Bob. Dash. 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 Dashel Robert Parr. There you go. Dashel. Uh, yeah, is that a real name or is that I, just I don't know. Like, uh and when I, I just mean really real, like the like, fast stuff. When I mean real, I mean was that like does that have like deeper origins than like fifty years? That's what I, I want to no know. Idea. Uh I'm just saying the fact that they brought into a speedster onto the scene and then they killed him off right away and then and then let Hawkeye live, I'm like I like Fine. Hawkeye. I do like Hawkeye. Hawkeye with the whole family aspect and everything. Yeah, he's he's gotta the be only one of the, family man. He's like a decent dude. Minus the whole like, you know, I mean, I don't know. That's that's something that I've grappled with watching after uh, Infinity Wars and his family's completely taken away from him and he's just completely lost. Why didn't he's they completely make a, lost. Why didn't they make a, a show about that? That would have been kind of cool. That would have been crazy. It would have just been hate, 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 kill, kill, kill. Well, That's okay. all he did. Here's my but pitch. But it was all bad guys. Here's my bitch. You have it be him and Daredevil. You Which, have okay. The, I did you, see. I did watch. We did watch Daredevil. You have the Catholic that series. You have the Catholic dealing with the uh, grief obsessed superhero. That's my pitch. So okay. they can't understand Catholicism. They can't. The Marvel can never do Matt Murdock right because they don't get the fact that that this is what um, all of Hollywood and all of like cinema doesn't understand. Catholics aren't pacifists, right? Like that's not a thing. You can't make it into one. They we are... have we have fought wars. Correct. We are not pacifists. Correct. Which also means we're not like against the death penalty, and we're not mm-hmm. against we're just not against justice. We are for justice. God Correct. God Himself is known as the Avenger. He's an Avenger. Is the Avenger actually? Yes. I, which I also that's in some okay. translation of the Bible. And then going back to No Way Home, having Matt Murdock just appear. Yes, that was so epic. Oh, it was so good. But then they just, I'm like, why didn't you incorporate it more? I did, they needed to. I think it was okay. I thought it was like. It was. It was, it was kind like, of, yeah, I'm a pretty good lawyer. Didn't he say that? Yeah, I'm like, a pretty good that just like stops the brick. <laughs> goes, ah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like I said. I'm a pretty good lawyer. Literally, the be- I think that's what it is. I don't know. Maybe I'm making that up in my head. But that that was the best part because 
the funny thing was no one knew who the, he was. Like half the audience probably didn't know who he was because not everyone's seen Daredevil because it was on Netflix. Um, but just so like Matt Murdock's character is probably the best. I didn't like was it. I don't like. I didn't like some of the Daredevil because it just got too gory. It got it did gruesome for me at different parts, and I wanted more faith part into it. it Catholicism to any, to any atheist is basically just a comfort, like that. Like which no Catholic is a Catholic for comfort. Like I know no Catholic that is like this is comforting to me. That is why I keep with the faith. No, it's difficult. It's hard to be a Catholic. You don't be a you you beca- you're a Catholic because you believe it's right. Because everything right, else right. would be so easy if if you didn't believe that it was right. It'd be easy but terrible. Correct. Like life is easy when you have no morals, but it is also incredibly evil and um destructive to yourself you will destroy yourself and then you will become unhappy but you will but you will then blame the world and not you know right because it, you get because sin blinds exactly it is completely self, blinds you it's this which oh, works for daredevil also true he's blind blind catholic super heightened sensed crazy man yeah Beats the living sh- jar out of people. Yeah, especially <laughs> uh, criminals. Exactly. Yeah. Could you imagine if he uh, existed man. in real life? Because uh, he'd just be beating up Antifa. I just. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He'd be defending churches. He'd be out there to like defend That's defending true. churches, like uh, hunting. Imagine down. Antifa showing up to a church and just having this Dare dude. <laughs> and just red with his mask over him, just standing there with a couple of spikes in his hand, like, go ahead. I they, dare you. And they would try because they were they would they would be the stupid <sighs> people who would be like, Oh, it's just this guy. Like, yeah, it's just a guy. It's just and then one like guy. the first two guys get completely knocked out, and the rest of them are like, uh, What the what? heck, man? And then Why they all come at that? him and it's just fifty people down and flat out. Oh man. And he just disappears. Yep. You're right. Then, that series was a wee bit bloody and gory. And yeah. Electra made it a little eh, yeah. It, yeah. Didn't like the whole Electra stuff. But it's interesting because it is his temptation. That's correct. She symbolizes the internal his... conflict and the Catholicism sewn throughout constantly. I swear if Marvel hired me to write a movie, it'd be a great movie. Like even if they just let me plan something, they could write it. But like <laughs> they just let me plan the stuff. I've been planning things since like, uh, since high school. I've been uh imagining what I would do with these superhero characters. If if anyone gave me the opportunity to do it, it would be so good. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, but like it'd be something like that. Like, like Daredevil with just an actual understanding of Catholicism. Because yes. it would be actually interesting. It would be. And it wouldn't be uh, like pansy. And like that's the thing. is like violence in of itself is not a uh, um, it's not a deterrent of a Catholic. He's not his 
him battling his demons would not be him battling his willingness to fight. Like that's that's a perfectly valid thing. I mean, we could talk. I don't really know. I'd have to figure out the morals of vigilante, you know, vigilante stuff. But especially it'd be one thing if the government was not protecting people like I think that would be make vigilantism more valid morally. Maybe I'd have to figure that out. That's one of the things I've been trying to figure out as (sighs) I've thought more about superheroes in like, you know, from a Catholic perspective. Well, taking matters into their own hands. If you're not if killing the, them, I guess it's if it's if you're not killing them, and if your entire justice system is utterly corrupt, you're run by tyranny. I mean, Especially I mean, if, if you think about defensive. it, right? It comes to defensive, and if you think about it, if our tyrannical overlords at some point decide to really get serious and physical with stuff, and we start fighting just, back isn't that technically a little bit of vigilantism within all of us then or just slightly or even not even like aggressive with us but just passive like if you if if it's a, if the person breaks a law but the government doesn't uh doesn't arrest the person for it is it vigilantism when you uh when you defend yourself against someone who's breaking the law no Probably if not. you're defending yourself against them now oh, oh, actively oh. going out and seeking people yeah well that would be the thing is like what's well are you defending others because you could also make the argument you're defending others yeah. not necessarily defending yourself and that you know you're able i mean that would be under the same jurisdiction uh, again if you don't kill them you know that sort of thing it it just reminds yeah. me of bishop um uh was it um what's that have you heard the story of uh um what is it dagger john bishop dagger john of new york i have not he uh basically this was during uh the sort of know nothings are you familiar with the know nothings back in the 1800s mm-hmm they were just a anti-Catholic, anti-immigrant uh, party uh, that wanted to, you know, save the United States for Anglo-Saxon Protestants, that sort of thing. So there was a big riot in Pennsylvania where they burned down, I think they burned down a church or they attacked a bunch of Catholics. And then the bishop in Pencil- in uh, in Philadelphia was basically like, you know, we need to learn how to get along with our Protestant brethren or whatever, which is like really embarrassing. But then uh, the New York uh, bishop went to the mayor of New York, who had who was a know nothing, who had just been elected mm-hmm. and said, if you um, if there is one church that is uh, attacked in New York City, it will become the new, a new Moscow. And Moscow had just been burned to the ground. That's why. Mm. So basically, he had, he threatened if they if there was a riot like they did in Philadelphia, that you know all hell would break loose. And he had uh he also had veterans from like the Civil War. I think it was the Civil War. Uh, begin training the young you know young Catholics to 
prepare for defense. Okay. So it, I'll it check it out. So it reminds me really about that, that kind of story. I got gotcha. you. Where maybe we can take some inspiration from. If we're yeah. But yes, defensive is obviously the most, you know, makes the most sense on that level. But this is really just looking at superheroes and looking at if they could work in real life. Right. I mean, it's unlikely to work in real life just because super superpowers don't exist in real life. So it doesn't. Um, right. Money does. That's so Iron Man good. <laughs> uh, Batman technically good in some sense. Yeah, man, Batman. Yeah. Not really I mean, Batman because he's there. Just... There's got to be some sort of, you know, test out there to see if you could replicate like a daredevil type thing. Like, all right, we got a blind guy. We're going like, to teach him like Krav and see if the senses are really heightened. Give him the time. I don't know. Maybe but like, possible. isn't the point of heightened <laughs> senses in a blind person only after they become blind, it's just, it's compensation. Right. Yep. So, so it wouldn't like, you'd have to figure out how to heighten senses even more than normal heightened senses. Which, Speaking of other heightened senses, have you seen the, um, what were the cartoon Spider-Man's called? Spectacular? No, 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 no. The, Maybe. um, they had a they had a, a cartoon Spider Man that just came out. Oh, uh, Spider Man into the Spider Verse. There we go into the Spider Verse. Did you see that one? I did. Yes. What did you think of that one? I always think the idea of Miles Morales as Spider Man is just boring. But I did like the movie. Like the movie was good. But I thought I always think it's just sort of again lacks creativity. It, okay. It, it like fair. the multiverse part is creative and and since miles was a multiverse version you know as long as he's not the main line spider-man it makes sense if okay. that makes sense yeah no, 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 no that works i i just think it lacks creativity if you're gonna because it just makes me think that okay they they needed they wanted to make a black mexican uh like half african-american half Mex half mexican-american uh superhero well yeah make it that sure go ahead you know that might be interesting yeah but you don't need it to be spider-man i get the whole multiverse part and that's kind of the point of it and that's where miles morales comes from anyways he was always a multiverse character originally uh once in the comics they brought him into the main universe i just think it's stupid but anyways in its use yeah. in the movie is quite good and I thought it was an actually very good um depiction of family and uh if I remember correctly. And I thought all the different ones except for like the, the Japanese uh Spider Man sort of girl, whatever. Yeah. Other than that one, I just I thought they were all really interesting and Nicolas Cage is a Spider Man just I just thought it was hilarious. A, a noir Spider Man. Yeah. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. That's just hilarious. <laughs> what do you think about it? I I would agree spot on with all that, honestly. Um, I I wouldn't have any other commentary outside of that. It was entertaining, and um, yeah, 
That's uh I don't know if I'll see the next one. But is there a new one coming out? Yeah, they got another one coming out. There's it's like second, I don't know what it's called. Into into the multiverse or something, you know. I do want to say hard. one thing to like the to people who are interested in in some level of diversity amongst like culture. I think that's fine. I think you need to be creative with it. If you want to tell a different if you want to tell a superhero or any character from a different cultural perspective or just culture in itself, I think the problem with a lot of Americans when they do that is they tend to just take what is known as sort of the liberal culture of said society and just enforce it upon that culture. Like the like it'd be weird to make like, you know, just like you make a Latin American uh, superhero or something. But he's super like he's super gay or like he's uh like um really liberal or like you know stuff like that, uh very anti Catholic or something very anti religion or something, you know like I'm guessing there I I I would assume there are those people that exist out there, but that doesn't that's not summing up Latin American culture by any means. I mean that's just right. it, I mean. Latin American culture is rooted in Catholicism. Right. That is that is one of the bright parts uh bright parts of sort of the American continents is that the uh even though Spanish America America has become so corrupted because their governments are so terrible, they are still incredibly Catholic in um in sort of uh instincts. In yeah. Religion. That's yeah. true. I mean, it's Spanish. there. It's there, but I think too that you know the world being within the world, and the culture is so diverse, and there's so much going on in the world. There's so much evil in the world. Even the cultures, it's it's hard to find a good, fully, Catholic culture, at a, on a on a global scale nowadays. You know. There's, yeah, I, you don't hear it too much. I think I know it's out there. I think the closest ones might be in maybe I would guess Croatia, um, Poland, uh, Hungary, Hungary and Poland. Yep. Those would be my three. Even though I think Croatia just overruled their own people in legalizing gay marriage, so I think that happened recently. But that that wasn't the. I'm pretty sure that was not like the people. That was the government itself. After yeah. they already had a referendum, I think on it. So, yeah. So it's sort of an an opposite to like Ireland, which, which did the opposite. Referendums right. on both and both cath both of the Catholic positions fell away pretty quickly. But yeah. th those three countries, I would say Eastern. Eastern, um, Eastern Europe is probably the most religious, um, outside of South America. Okay, I'd so I would say any uh South America and Eastern Europe are probably the most religious, uh, Christian areas. Okay, but anyways, Beats us here in the U.S. <laughs> yeah, the U.S. is trash but it trash. always was in my opinion correct we're yeah. working on a book right now 
called the Star Spangled Heresy. Um, you mean reading it? Right. <laughs> We're reading. <laughs> I can see how that could be misconstrued. Misconstrued. Um, you're, you're lucky that I know that book exists. I know. Right now. I just said that like, obviously <laughs> everybody knows about this. I'm like, I just found out about this book like a month or so ago and I started reading it. And I think we're in a like, cause I'm reading it out loud with my wife because, and this could be a topic for a completely other day, but you know, as you know of the book, you know, everything I've never that I it. was taught, everything that I was taught in history, history growing up is, uh, you know, I, I have a lot of questions. We'll put it that way. So maybe, this is really opening up some eyes. Maybe I'll uh, get it, read it, and maybe you, me, and Charles can talk about it. Because I think, Char uh, I know, I think Solon Schertz is the author, uh, I think, right? I think so. Yeah, and it rings I a bell. Think she's dead. If I could be, if I'm, I might be wrong, but I think she's no longer with us on Earth. Um, but yeah, so I think, hurts. and I'm pretty sure he, him, and her were friends. So I think they might, he might be the best person to. Yeah, she passed um, away in 2015. Yeah, so I think those two are are him might he might be the best person to talk about it with, and I think it'd be. A cool conversation, but it could be good. But superheroes, <laughs> yes. Getting back to the uh, decline of the Marvel universe. What's the worst? Not that movie? it was ever even in an incline, anyways. I mean, you got It's it's comic books. It you know? was an incline of quality. Yeah. Yes, but it mirrored the culture in the in sort of the level of quality that you could possibly get. Right. And it's all for straight up entertainment. And that's it. I mean, even the even the comic books, like going back and reading the comic books, it was just a it's a fantasy. It was a release. It was a way to get away from something. Don't be mean um, to fantasy. Tolkien's fantasy. I know, but like Tolkien's fantastic. <laughs> and like has meaning and purpose and there's greatness there. And I was <laughs> oh dude. I had my wife was rolling the other night because I there was I don't know what the context was. I can't remember the context, but I had to look up um, the different trees. Within. Oh, yeah. Uh, was it uh, in the Silmarillion? Laurelin. Yep. Uh, what's the other uh, one? Telperion, I think. Telperion. Yeah. Telperion. Yep. So but you, you it had wasn't to even those. It was the um, it was the. The White Tree of Gondor. Gondor and Numenor. They, they also yes, and Numenor. And that was that's what I was looking for because um, somebody like started following me on Twitter, and that that tree, that symbol, was their profile picture. And mm. it, I kept on drawing a blank. I'm just like, only a nerd knows or puts this tree on their profile picture. This person must be a somewhat decent. I scrolled through and stuff, but then I couldn't just I couldn't get it out of my head. So we're getting ready for bed, and I'm on my phone. And my wife's like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "I'm looking for different trees," and she was just like, "What? What?" And I'm like, "Yeah, you know, like, you know, the there, there's this symbol," and I started like going into the symbol and stuff as far as the trees, and then all the different trees within Middle Earth and Beleriand, and she 
was she couldn't comprehend it. And she just started laughing. She goes, I can't even focus on trees on this earth. You're saying <laughs> this dude put symbolisms into trees in his writings? Are you serious? And she just couldn't get over it. I'm like, well, yeah. And I started like, you know, talking about their meaning and purposes and stuff. She goes, this is too much. This is me. So, I mean, that was it. It was just me nerding out over the different types of trees within Tolkien's world. And she just couldn't wrap her mind. (laughs) That's what I was doing. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, no, I, I, one of the things about like, like nerd stuff, I generally, like I will focus in on one um, sort of world at a time or, you know, a few associated worlds at a time. And I will get really into it that I will start to sort of be able to bring up, remember all these different like names and all these different characters and stuff like that. And like sort Mm -hmm. of various things from those worlds. And it will just come to me. Uh, I don't know if I retain how long I retain that because I then get off onto different subjects and then I Mm -hmm. have to do, then I do the same thing with that. Like I just yep. have a, I have a brain that focuses on certain things, then loses interest, then gains interest in something else, and then focuses heavily on that, then loses interest in that, then moves to something else, and it, and then it just eventually comes back around. Mm-hmm. I will come back on an interest level of like, you know, like I like, I don't remember when I started thinking about like superheroes more, just like in the last couple of months, but I had. Sort of had an interest, you know, sort of more in the superhero movies and stuff like that. But the problem is just the quality isn't there. I've like over the last like five years, I've learned so much more about the quality of entertainment and quality of storytelling. Mm-hmm. That storytelling of the Marvel movies, it just isn't enough to draw right. my attention. You're, I would a hundred percent agree with that. Hundred percent, because you think of, and that was, I think what opened up my mind there. Going off of just storytelling was, um, I read Timothy Flanders' introduction to the Holy Scriptures for beginners or whatever it was. Interesting. Um, but it was inter- it, it was into the scriptures, and he made a point there as far as where the scriptures come from, the origins, all this stuff. He's like the you know, 100 years ago, 200 years ago, everybody technically, even the people who couldn't read or write, knew more scripture than the average person does today because of how important and how part of the culture it was for not just the storytelling, but the oral tradition. Yeah. And it was there and it was something that was worthy and it was, you listened and you retained it. And you talked about it because that's, you know, that it, it, it's what was there. And I would agree with you as far as where the Marvel movies are and stuff and just the superheroes and things. It's it's like a light entertainment passing moment. That's about it. That's about it. Honestly. Yeah. I think also just an element of it, of sort of, what I've learned about entertainment is just that entertainment has to come with something else. It has to be, it has, morality has to come through 
it for it to be satisfying. You have to be drawn in emotionally. And it also has to be, these worlds have to have great depth. And when I mean depth, I don't mean just like so many, like an, un, an amazing number of characters. Like that's the thing, like superheroes have this, um, what's the word? It's like a mirage. You think it's has great depth because there the amount of characters is kind of insane. And that's because so many people have worked on them over the years that they have created characters uh for you know for like 30, 50 years, like that type of thing. But yeah. really when you get into it, it is quite surface level. Everything's yeah, yeah. very surface level. The the reason they like the characters is because of the parts that aren't surface level, but they can't go far that far into them because they just aren't that surf they 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 there's not enough depth but like tolkien right. and lewis have maybe in 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 some sense less content because you know they just wrote you know a few books basically you know and not not like tolkien has a lot of content only in the sense that he wrote a lot in the silmarillion that covered like thousands of years and you can imagine all of right. them, but it's not necessarily in-depth stories every time it's oh, like no. okay what happened in this story that's important okay i'm going to tell you that it's kind of so more boats biblical. were burned and that was that yeah. yeah it's like biblical in in uh sort of storytelling it's not uh it doesn't involve it it only gives you what you need to know not necessarily yeah. unimportant details and that's what fiction is now. Fiction is also plus the unimportant details, which everyone likes because it, it, it really draws you in. And, and it's drama. Not, yeah. And I'm not saying don't do that because that, that's an important part of fiction. It's just that that wasn't the depth that Tolkien needed to go to in the Silmarillion. Right, but right. his depth is more moral. His depth is spiritual. His depth is theme. And Lewis yep. is the same way. You know, to a, probably a lesser extent, but he is just as lesser extent. He is just as um, rooted in theme and meaning and morality, and but just geared specifically to children. Versus uh, the Marvel movies, which are geared towards everyone money. and no one. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And and money. Yeah, money is the uh, uh the ultimate end for them correct because it's and, all 100 percent secular yeah and it's 100 percent uh profitability yep in and they're starting to tank so that's nice straight up yep straight up although i did see i did watch a trailer for the legend of the ten rings and i'm like that looks interesting it's just one of those i probably won't see it because i like all the rest of the Marvel movies, everybody knows, you know, at least I knew all those characters from the comic books growing mm -hmm. up. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. I saw that. I'm like, the heck is that? I don't <laughs> know what the heck that even is. Same with the Eternals. They're like, oh, yeah, this is I'm like, man, now you just you nice. tried to go super nerd and nobody's that nerd. You went super nerd in the sense that nobody cares. Not even enough right. nerds care. Not even enough nerds care versus like, you know, the the rings of power that are coming up. The nerds care 
deeply either one way or the other. Me, I'm not doing it. Don't mm. even care. But you have others. Yourself, what if there's what if there's we'll not sex? It. What if there's what if what if I'm able to tell you there's no sex? Just just I uh I don't they're gonna botch it. Even I mean like movies have changed, times have changed. I mean like just for reviewing look sake, at the first you, Lord of the Rings. The first Lord of the Rings movies themselves were decent. I would still like if I'm looking for something and I can't think of anything and I do want to sit down and watch a movie or something and the wife's in bed, I'll pop on, you know, the fellowship or the two towers or the return of the king. Sounds good. I got three hours to spare. Let's throw on the extended edition. Three hours. But then The Hobbit was just terrible. Oh, like, why would you expand this book that you could read in two weeks or less? What do you You don't need a trilogy here. What's up with the whole love triangle with all these people? And I just, it was so bad. A mess. At least yeah. with Rings, I feel like they tried. And that could be a whole, that's a whole another day, another topic. I'm just thinking that even with time, you know, the Marvel movies, as far as morality and goodness, anything, plot lines, all this stuff, it's all been the same. It hasn't that... really reached a peak, hasn't really tanked, but it seems like it's really getting down there, really scraping a bottom here now. Um, I love that you keep mentioning the show name. You keep saying plot lines. It's great. Great advertising. <laughs> Good, 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 good. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, just... I, I understand what you're going with that. Uh, I want to do sort of, I'll give my two cents about Love and Thunder and then we'll wrap up. Uh, yeah. So Love and Thunder is basically, uh, um, I mean, in, inherently it starts with just a man, um, a man who wants to save his daughter. And then his daughter dies and he blames his gods for not saving them or for not saving his daughter. Then he meets his gods and then a sword corrupts him and then he kills his god. So that's really that's Christian Bale's character. Basically, he's corrupted by a sword that wants him to kill all the gods. And and then he just sort of and then it just skips all the interesting parts basically of him hunting down different gods and uh and that's kind of and then eventually sh he shows up on earth and jane foster is now thor because mjolnir this was actually an interesting way of making jane foster thor because they had mjolnir reassemble itself though that makes no sense in the context of all the other movies but it reassembles because thor once told it that uh, to protect Jane Foster. And Jane Foster has cancer, so Mjolnir decides that, okay, I need to pr protect Jane Foster from cancer, even though it ends up killing her anyways. So that's uh, in a really inconsistency and nonsensical. Okay, I need to protect this woman, but also I'm killing her. <laughs> Pretty psychotic. Also, it just plays around with the hammers because the Mjolnir is like Stormbreaker is like jealous whenever Thor is talking to Mjolnir. Are you serious? Yep. Unbelievable. It's funny once, but it just they do it way too many times. They do it a couple times. Yeah, it's kind of funny the first time. 
I don't remember that from the comics. I remember. Oh, I don't think it is from the comics. Yeah. Okay. But that's the other thing too, where I'm like, I'm trying to relate certain things too much to. Okay, this is what I saw within the comics. Maybe we'll have to or do this a, what like, I saw even within Saturday morning cartoons, and then they have this whole thing, and I'm like, you guys aren't staying true to anything. We can maybe we'll have an episode where we just talk about what actually is comic book stuff, like what 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 actually makes comic books somewhat like a, a quality, like what quality, what good qualities do comic books have, it, it, or at least what interests what com, what is interesting about comic books. But anyways, the, also one of the things about Ragnarok is it was written by Christopher Yost. Yost, do you know do you know who that is? Rings a bell. He is a comic book writer, and he wrote an animated Avengers series, which is actually pretty good. So that's why Ragnarok, I think, was good, because the writer was an actual, like, superhero writer. Gotcha. Who, who had experience transitioning the uh, the comic books into a different, like, into film or into, like, um, different media types. Okay. Versus, you know, basically... No, some ignoramus, which Taika Watiti is basically an ignoramus. Uh, I mean, he really does not know what he's doing uh, at all. But anyways, the one another funny thing, I'm just going to point out some funny things and then I'll get to what, more why it's stupid. But uh, but there's a moment when Thor shows up to find Lady Sif has uh, like sent a request, like an emergency beacon or something. Uh, mm-hmm. And she had fought a big battle against the Gore, the God Killer, who's you know Christian Bale, and um, but she and she lost one of her arms. Did she die? No, they they she wasn't in Ragnarok. She was the only she were the actress refused to come back because I either because of scheduling or because she knew she was going to get killed, and she was like, yeah, I don't want to come back just to get killed. And that's what she did then in Thor Love and Thunder. She just came back just to get killed. No, she or didn't. She lost not, her arm and lived. She, she lost her arm. And then she's like, it's okay. I'm going to go to Valhalla because uh, warriors that die in battle uh, go to Valhalla. You need to Valhalla. die. In- yeah. And but really, but then Thor's like, but but Sif, you're still alive. And it's after battle. You didn't die in battle. And she, then she swears and she's like, oh, blank. And she, uh, and then she's like, and then I just thought that was hilarious. I was like, that that's kind of funny. It's like you, you break it to her, like you're technically, technically, you didn't die in battle. You've survived. You're gonna be all right. Just yeah. And then, disapp- and then you're disappointed. She's disappointed that she's still alive and didn't die in battle. Anyway, she gets brought back to New Asgard, you know, which is on Earth, uh, and she heels or whatever slowly or something i don't know but that's all that's pretty much the only thing she's in the movie uh valkyrie is valkyrie is now king and i say king because she calls herself king okay because so the reason tessa thompson is in this movie is valkyrie or in the last movie too is because she's basically dating taika watiti the director Mm. And he's not. She's not the only one he's dating. Ugh. Anyways, <sighs> anyways, he's a terrible, terrible human being. But uh, she's also terrible. They're just both really stupid. 
and whoever gave them the job is really stupid as well. But anyway, so yeah, and they and they literally said that they had to make that they had to do so many reshoots because they didn't know what they were doing when they actually filmed the movie. They didn't know where the how to connect all the dots and how to make the film work. Huh? That's your job. Also, Taika Waititi wrote the script, not Chris Yost. Because if Chris Yost wrote the script, it would have been somewhat comic book, you know, integrated. Um, but no, they they can't do that. They can't actually give it to somebody good. Anyway, nope. so the one thing is that Thor, you know, the Thor and Jane Foster thing that you know, she he decides that he needs to not, you know, he needs to a reason to live. He needs to find something that's worth living for and not just shield himself off from getting hurt again. Mm-hmm. So he decides that he needs to love Jane. Uh, Jane doesn't ever outshine Thor, really, which is kind of nice. You know, he is still the top dog and he's still the main guy. And Natalie Portman is older than Thor, older than Chris Hemsworth. So she's not like, she she could never lead a series of her own. She's like, there's no reason that she would. At this and um, but anyway, so Gore kidnaps some of the Asgardian children, and you get to meet uh, uh Heimdall's son, who has the exact same powers. Okay, but, but he wants but he wants to be called something else that his father didn't name him, and Thor and him are arguing about that for a bit. Uh, which I thought was stupid. I thought it was kind of a nod towards the transgenderism and stuff like that. I just thought, gotcha. like, like it, you know, children thinking that they have domination over their parents is just stupid. I get Heimdall's Strong. dead, but it's, you know, it's it made it makes more sense that Heimdall's dead and he's rebelling in that sense because it's not even like Heimdall can tell him what to do because he's dead. But it's still annoying. It's like. And the name's dumb because it's not because there is no such character in Norse mythology. I don't think Heimdall has any kids, or at least well known. But anyway, so I don't remember. He communicates using the same way uh, Heimdall communicated with uh, Thor in Ragnarok. Do you remember that part where like Thor can see what Heimdall sees? Yes. Yeah. So they do that. So he knows where they are. They go chase him. And some Gore needs Stormbreaker to get to this, um, get to Eternity. Do you know who Eternity is? It's I this, don't. Eternity is like this myth, myth uh, this being that's like the whole world, the whole universe or whatever. Like a personification of the universe. Okay. Like it's literally... It looks like a universe that just walks. I feel like I, yeah, yep. Anyways, he has to go f- find Eternity, and then, and then apparently Eternity will grant one wish, and the so Gore is gonna wish that all the gods die. Um, so Thor has to go stop him, but he also needs Stormbreaker to do it for some reason. Uh, I don't understand how anyone knows that, but whatever. And also this, it, anyway. So Thor decides, okay, I need to go to, I need to go find an army of gods to fight Gore. So he goes to basically Mount Olympus, but 
but not Mount Olympus because it's like uh it's like the Mount Olympus for all the gods. And they really do this really okay. this really cruel thing to Christianity. The uh Korg says uh hey look it's the carpenter god. You don't see anything, but I'm pretty sure that's what they said. Even though what's funny is kind of Thor is kind of that for Norse mythology. Anyways, but yeah, so huh. ugh, that was terrible. But uh but anyways, then Ze- then you meet Zeus and he's just kind of a pig. And uh he has his lightning Which, bolt. I mean, that's yeah, accurate to That's accurate. or Greek mythology. Mm-hmm. And then um basically uh, Zeus accidentally strips Thor, which is creepy. Um, and... Which is also accurate, probably, for what Zeus was. Well, it was he totally was accidental. He was like, uh, Zeus is like, you flicked, or, or Thor says, you flicked too hard. Like, with his hands, he just, like, motioned for, like, to reveal uh, a disguise Thor was wearing, but it just uh-huh. took out all his clothes. And then all the other, like, all the other people that like Valkyrie and Jane were there and Korg were there and they were like, they were in disguises too. And uh, Zeus was like ready to take off their disguises. And they're like, Oh no, we're good. We're good. We're, we're taking off our disguises. Cause they didn't want that. What was ha- what happened to them? But really, no, the, the problem is, it's just, well, a, you see Thor's butt. That was weird. Uh, and um, B, it's just like, Gotta be there. if it was done to a woman, it would have been, like seen as incredibly demeaning but for a man it's not right for culturally speaking anyways i just thought that was unnecessary i just thought it was a terrible use of it was a terrible joke yeah and then um thor basically eventually like throws the thunderbolt i don't remember how he gets it but he steals Zeus's thunderbolt and throws it right through Zeus. And you think he killed him. So then he steals the thunderbolt and then eventually um eventually Jane is basically like the 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 um they flee from this place after they kill Zeus or what they think they killed Zeus. And then um what happens is basically Valkyrie gets beat up I can't remember. She doesn't want to go fight because she thinks she's going to die if she fights Gore again. And then um, Jane is being killed by the cancer and Thor asks her not to go because he doesn't want her to die and he wants to, you know, wants her to live. Anyway, so he goes by himself to free the kids. He gives all the, he breaks the kids out and gives the kids all these Thor superpowers. He may be using Zeus's thunderbolt to allow to allow him to do it, but it doesn't really. Nobody explains it, so it doesn't really make sense. Anyways, Jane decides that she needs to come fight anyways. Uh, she breaks Gore's Thor. Uh, it's Gore's sword. Gore is able to get into eternity to meet him, but but because I think the sword is broken, he's not as corrupted. So he basically just asks for his daughter back. Ah, instead of to kill all the gods, uh, Jane dies because the um because the uh cancer kills cancer kills her, 
after she sort of wins and Thor wins and Thor basically says he'll take he'll raise the um Gore's um child and okay. uh takes her with him uh and that gives him meaning i guess which is not too bad but you know basically she give he, he gives her um stormbreaker which doesn't make sense and they go fight together that that's really dumb but at least um and then jane goes to valhalla and sees heimdall why does jane go to valhalla i have no idea why um jane, why does jane go to valhalla she's human i don't know doesn't she's make sense. human she shouldn't be going to valhalla yes yep. for the guardians Though in the comic book story, I believe she does visit Valhalla when she dies in the comic books. So it it's in a way that was they were mimicking the the comic books in that way. Okay. At least okay. that's something. Like you know, at, at least they were following something there. Uh, but in that story, I think she comes back anyways right away. But um, but anyways, so she goes to, or maybe she might stay. I can't remember. Uh, but anyways, so. Long story short, that or sorry, that's how it sort of ends. Um, and Valkyrie and Sif are training the little kids to to defend themselves, and that's that's kind of how it they they end it all. So it really ends right back where it started, but they don't really get okay. very far. I'll think about seeing it. Yeah, it's just not funny enough to be Ragnarok. And it's not, it doesn't have enough heart like Ragnarok. And I even think Ragnarok, though it was funny at first, I don't really like watching it again. I don't think it holds up in a funny capacity. Oh, yeah. It's I think like, that's, all, that's all of them. You know, they throw, they try and throw a couple of funnies in there because it is based off a comic book. Except for, the, I think, the Captain Americas were all pretty straightforward. But the um, comedy is just comedy that doesn't last. It doesn't. Right. It's not clever enough to care, to like repeat. Right. No. To, yeah. To be enjoyable, tw- like more than once. Right. So. Like the uh, the second Sonic movie, which I. I've never I seen any of the Sonic movies. Oh, it was so bad. Don't waste your time. I didn't. Both grow of up them on were Sonic. terrible. Both of them were terrible. I grew up on Sonic. Yeah, one of I the things I grew up on. I actually didn't grow up on most nerd stuff. I had to learn about it in like uh, uh, high school. I mean, similar, but uh, I had a buddy, um, buddy that grew up two doors down, and they were allowed to have comic books. They were allowed to have. Uh, video games and things like that i wasn't allowed video games nothing like that but we would go over i would go over there and we didn't have ac so he had ac in the summer times up in minnesota so mm-hmm. i would make the excuse oh we're just gonna go inside and play like a board game <laughs> go downstairs and you know play halo and ah, uh, you were sneaky well you'd only got so far until my folks figured out what was going on okay. um and then it was, all right, you're only allowed to go in for X amount of time. And then I started, you know, didn't want to listen to that rule because I'd go <laughs> in for even longer. So then, you know, her, uh, 
or my buddy's mom and then my mom started talking they're like all right we're gonna start forcing the boys to go outside now so you have <laughs> to go outside for a certain amount of time i mean it's all good and stuff but yeah that was that was my experience as, as far as nerddom goes growing up yeah i was more surrounded by sports when i was a little kid so mm. yeah, yeah so that that was my more what i had to sort of learn about i learned about the like marvel and stuff through the beginning through like starting with the avengers really gotcha and then i had to go back and stuff like that there you go so yeah any uh any last minute thoughts about the declining mcu i mean it's it's objectively true that it's declining <laughs> that's that's my <laughs> whether you you can't even have a subjective take on that. There's not even opinion. You can't even make it an opinion. It's what whether you look at money or quality. Correct. Profanity, sensualization, violence, gore, all of it. It's just on a steady decline. You you straight. have you have broadened my thoughts about what decline means. So <laughs> Why, uh, Good job. I, I don't know if I should thank you. Say you're you're welcome or not on that one. But, well, good job. Thank you. Um, yeah, there's just there's a I I try and it's there for the entertainment, but at the same time, I feel like I get so into it that I overthink sometimes, especially with you know like a, the the Doctor Strange stuff and the Multiverse of Madness. I'm like, when you start bringing in spells, when you start bringing in witchcraft, when you start bringing in day walkers and all this other crap and garbage well the weird part is it's still and the only thing that i'm doing while i'm watching these scenes and i'm like there's gonna be a pentagram somewhere and if there's a pentagram i'm turning it off i'm like that's the only thing i can think of you know Uh, you know where the first original pentagram comes from though baphomet um no sir gawain and the green knight And that rings a bell. Well, anyways, let's wrap this up. We can talk about that another time. Wrap it up. Yeah. Um. But yeah, thank you, Jake. I, we could talk about nerd stuff forever, and that will that will be great for future episodes as well. <laughs> um. But uh, you know, so that thank you for coming on. Uh, You're most I, welcome. Thank you for having me on. L- love hearing your perspective on anything. So we'll have more of this to come if you're on board. Um, Sounds good, Connor. Anytime, yep. man. So thank you all for watching. Please like, share, and subscribe. And uh, have a wonderful evening. Bye.